All right, welcome back everyone to the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I am Caleb and with me as always is Brandon. Brandon, we're back on track. It's Monday night. How's it going? Oh, it's it's going. And it feels like the last couple days have been a long one. You know, not counting the weekend because, you know, the weekend always goes fast. But, you know, last Friday was a long day. Today seemed like an even longer day. I don't know if it's a change in the weather or whatnot, but it seems to be dragging lately. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can agree with you on that. Work is just kind of a cluster right now. So it was. it is what it is. I'm, I keep telling myself that I hope that this week it gets better, but it never does. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do the same thing too. I'm like, okay, this one's going to be better than last week. And yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, we're in our busy season and things are supposed to slow down, but we'll see if that actually ever happens. So, mm. well, we're not going to waste any time. We're going to go ahead and talk sports and jump right into things. And our first segment is I want to rock rock moment of the week and uh, this one it's one of those things from college football where it's one of those plays that is really awesome to see happen, but you just wish and hope and pray that it doesn't happen to you and your team that you're watching. I don't know, Brandon, if you're familiar with the uh, crazy play that happened in the Air Force Hawaii game, the uh, pick six, where um, Hawaii, they were at the... Um, in the red zone, pretty close to the goal line. And they threw it to a receiver towards the sideline and the defender jumped in front and like the pass bobbled, the defender fell on the ground and it bounced off the defender a couple times and was still in the air. And a second defender came up and caught it before it hit the ground and ran it back for a pick six. So that's uh that's one of those crazy unique things where you really hope and pray that it never happens to your team but it was pretty entertaining to watch because it happened so fast i honestly thought that it was the defender that was on the ground that picked it up and ran it which then it would have looked like an incomplete pass but it was a completely different player that was there just being aware enough to pick it up or to catch it in the airport dropped and to run it the other way so that's a, always a good entertaining aspect of college football. But you still there? Are you on mute? Hello, is that better? Oh, yep, I hear you. I hate you. I was trying to get away from you, actually. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did, was it the mute button? Yeah, it was the mute button. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> it's funny how long you went on talking to yourself before you really even noticed. Well, I I noticed that you didn't say anything, so I was like, okay, well, I shouldn't just stop. So, yeah, well, this is the high quality content that uh, our listeners get listening to our show. 
Yeah, you won't, you won't get it anywhere else because if this happened anywhere else, I'm pretty sure people would get fired. <laughs> Here we just roll with it and call it a Monday. So, um, but yeah, did you see that play? No, I didn't see it. Um, yeah, that's definitely something you don't want to see happen to your team. That's just one of those crazy fluke things. Yeah, it made me think of, and we'll talk about the game obviously more later, but the uh, the touchdown pass that wasn't a touchdown pass that went to Nico that bobbled and Bell picked up. Yeah. And ran in, mm-hmm. which was stupid and unfortunate. But, uh, but yeah, something like that, where this one actually counted and the guy ran it back for like 90 yards, some nonsense <laughs> like that. So... But uh, at the other end of the spectrum, that brings us to Garbage Day! Garbage Play of the Week brought to you by Brandon. Brandon, what do you have for us? Well, I had a few things to pick from, and um, I don't know. I just picked the one that really made me scratch my head the most. Um and that was uh, Jim Harbaugh challenging that first down from Hamler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it was so obvious that it was a first down. I'm not sure why he challenged it because then he, you know, he easily lost that, lost the timeout, and that would have been an extra time that they could have stopped the clock. Yeah, you said you kind of roughly did the math, and there could have been like, what'd you say, like 20 seconds or something left. Yeah, roughly around there. I mean, it's only 20 seconds, but. You never know, like, they could have punted the ball and Peoples-Jones could have, like, returned that, you know, for a touchdown. You, you really never know. I just, yeah. I don't get why he did that. I know it was, like, a desperation, but at the same time, like, when you just, I don't know, conserve that? Yeah, no, I... You know, I, hold that for the, to stop the clock an extra time? I agree, and that's one of those things, too, where, I mean... Even if the odds are slim, there's it's better to have an opportunity than not to have an opportunity. Because even if it's five seconds, you know, I mean, well, okay, five seconds isn't going to do it because that would be the punt time. But even if it's like 10 seconds, you know, just so that there's like mm-hmm. maybe a small window. Granted, they shouldn't have been in that situation anyways. But, I mean, yeah, I I remember we were talking about that Saturday. So, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, the garbage and the travesty, but more on that later. Uh, we will go ahead and jump into our game recaps here, and we will be starting with the Lions. So a little bit, I think this is going to be kind of just a real talk episode. It's just going to be like, lay it out there. This is what it is. I don't know that we're going to really dive into stats a whole lot. I kind of feel like we have learned something more about both team, both of the teams this weekend. Yeah. Uh, finally, we've kind of learned something and can say, okay, I feel like we better understand the teams. Mm-hmm. Uh we're going to go ahead and start with the Lions and Brandon, if you want to get that conversation started. <laughs> well, um, and guess... it's over. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you said, we got to see kind of a little bit more about the teams kind of got to realize, you know, a little bit of what they are, I guess. 
Um, and even it's still a little bit hard to figure out the Lions because they had so many injuries, especially on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Darius Slay, Snacks Harrison, and uh, Melvin all getting hurt. That didn't help out at all. Uh, you know, uh, Deshaun Hand, he is still out. Uh, You got uh, Mike Daniels. He is out too, still. So, you know, a lot of players missing on this defense. Jared Davis is banged up. Uh, Jelani Tavaya was also banged up a little bit. So, you know, that that really hindered the Lions. And, I mean, even before those injuries, they had a hard time stopping the Vikings offense. Uh, You know, Kirk Cousins, he threw for 337 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, and then Delvin Cook ran for 142 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, that was stupid. So yeah, the only way that was even good is because I have Delvin Cook on my fantasy team. And <laughs> 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 I mean, it got to the end of the game where you know you knew the Lions weren't going to win, and the Vikings were charging down the field again. And I'm like, you know what, Delvin Cook might as well just score because the Lions aren't going to win, and that'll get me more fantasy points. <laughs> <laughs> You're not <laughs> a real was fan. That's when he got his second touchdown. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, the Lions defense looked terrible. It was probably the worst they've looked all season. Uh, yeah, they really couldn't points. do anything to to slow down the Vikings. Uh, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, the Lions didn't look too bad. You know, Stafford, he also threw for four touchdowns. He had 364 yards and he had one interception. Uh, all four of those touchdowns went to Marvin Jones. Uh, he had 10 receptions for 93 yards. Um, you know, big day for him. He always seems to play really well against uh, Xavier Rhodes, which mm. is kind of funny because Rhodes is one of the better corners in the league usually. And it seems like the only receiver that Rhodes really struggles against is Marvin Jones. Interesting. Yeah. He's got like a history of it. He has a hard time with Marvin. And I don't know if Marvin just like understands one of his weaknesses and he just keeps going at it or, you know, if it's become like a mental thing or whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, another line on the offense that did fairly well is uh, Amendola. He had eight receptions for 105 yards, uh, no touchdowns there. And, you know, Kenny Galladay was a little. Missing in this game. Uh, he only had one reception for 21 yards. Um, you know, the last few games, he's been kind of the, you know, the main target. Uh, and that's what's kind of hard to figure out about the Lions this year. I mean, it can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. Um, you really don't know who's going to be getting the bulk of the targets and the receptions. Um, you know, that's good for, you know, playing other teams that are opposing defense. Uh, not knowing, you know, who's going to be the main focal point of the offense. But on the other hand, um, you know, especially like if you're playing fantasy, you really don't know who to pick up off the lines. Yeah. And you don't know who's going to be reliable. So, yeah, um, it's just it, it goes along with the lines, you know, inconsistencies, really. Uh, like I said, Carrion Johnson was hurt. He only had 23 yards rushing on five carries. Uh, he had a knee issue. I haven't really heard the severity of it. Um, I don't know if it was just like a sprain or something, 
but he was on the sideline wearing a a brace. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know, with him out, then J.D. McKissick and Ty Johnson got more carries. Um, you know, Hawkinson, he, w- he really didn't do too much. He had three receptions for 32 yards. Um, you know, it's kind of kind of frustrating that they don't really involve him too much in the offense other than blocking. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything that you noticed or anything you could take away from the game? Well, I will be completely honest where I did not watch the full extent of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having a few things going on Sunday. I got back home. I started watching the game. Um, I watched all of the third quarter and then the, uh, what was it? The Vikings were up by touchdown. I think it was, or maybe it was just a field goal or something like that. And the Lions had an opportunity to tie it or take the lead. And then they screwed up and the Vikings went down and scored again. And I was just like, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need I don't need my Saturday and Sunday ruined by sports. So <laughs> I went back to uh, watch. I think it was when it was. Yeah, it was 35 to 30. Mm-hmm. And so I I just checked out on my phone to see what was going on. And I was like, oh, you know, well, this will be kind of interesting if Detroit can stop them and then get the ball back. And then I go to refresh it, and as soon as I refresh it, it shows that the ball is on the Detroit one. And I was like, nope. <laughs> Turn, uh, yep, close, close the app. Walk away. So Yeah, and I mean, the final score of uh, 42 to 30. Um, yeah, Lions had a chance there towards the end, but, you know, it came up short. Um, and I can't really blame the offense for this. I mean, Mostly everybody played pretty well. The offensive line had a hard time, but like I mentioned in the um, the preview episode, that the Vikings have a pretty good defense. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Lions did a lot more than I thought they were going to on offense. So yeah. I can't really complain about that. Um, again, you know, there was some questionable calls and missed calls by the referees, but I mean, that happens every single game. And I'm sure there's a whole bunch of people on Twitter that are blaming the outcome of the game on all those calls. So if you wanna if you wanna see screenshots with things circled and you know one sided takes on that, you can you can go on Twitter and check those out as much as you want. I feel like that should be the Detroit football like Hall of Fame. Like in in at Ford Field, there should just be a section where all the fans have documented all the mistakes that the officials have made. <laughs> and have blamed them for games. <laughs> well, my brother made a good point the other day. He's like, um, according to some Lions fans, that the Lions have never like they haven't lost a game themselves since like 2008, <laughs> <laughs> when they went out in 16. He's like, after that, that was all the referees' fault. <laughs> that that is pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, no, I what I took away from this, I mean, from what I watched and then seeing highlights and everything like that, but just, and I, I do understand that the defense was pretty banged up, but I think now, uh, you know, having played six games, 
that you it's safe to say that this is kind of the same old Detroit Lions. They they have talent, they have some pretty good ability, they're showing some promise, but in the end it's just like they have enough to compete, but when they need to put the game away or be able to finish an opponent, it's really going to just be like flipping a coin. Um, you don't really know what's going to happen. Um, so I just, I know people were really optimistic. I mean, like we, I got caught up in the optimism and not saying that everything's going to be terrible from here on out, but you know, could they compete for the division, maybe going to the playoffs and everything. But right now with how it looks, it's just way too inconsistent. While other teams are playing consistently well, even through some of their injuries, the Lions uh, have a difficulty doing that. And I I don't think anything's going to really be different this year for them. It's going to be another one of those, okay, are they going to be close enough that they might be able to make it into the playoffs? Or should they just kind of call it quits here no, I'm not saying right now but call it quits and you know try to get a good draft pick yeah um you know, I don't think they're really to that point yet uh, yeah not not yet but they I are feel like that's where it's getting to yeah they're greatly inconsistent for some reason it seems like with the Lions that uh you know, when the offense does well, the defense is terrible. When the defense does well, the offense is terrible. Um, this year has been a little bit of that, but I feel like the offense has been pretty good almost all season. But the defense is the question mark. You know, one week they'll do well, another week they get completely torn apart by the Vikings. So, you know, a little hard to figure out. Um Man, I don't know. I think the division might be lost by now. I mean, obviously they still have a chance, but you know, to lose to the Packers and the Vikings in back-to-back weeks, that that's tough. That's yeah. gonna be tough to come back from. Um, you know, I'd like to see him do it, but I I really don't expect it. Yeah, that's that's the feeling that I'm getting. And yeah, I don't necessarily say like, okay, now just give up. But just to that point where it's like, okay, it doesn't look like it's going to really... Odds are against them now. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was just like a week or two ago that we were saying, oh, you know, I mean, if things go right, they could win the division and, you know, go into the playoffs. And now it's just kind of like, yeah, well, we've seen them consistently now screw things up. So... Yeah, and I do agree with you that most of it's on the uh, defense. Again, you know, there were some issues this time. Um, yeah, but if you had told me that the Lions were going to score 30 points and do you think, uh, you know, does that mean they're going to win or lose? I would have been like, heck, if they score 30 points, they're going to win this game. Right. But that was not the case. Yeah, I even said that today. Like, when your quarterback throws four touchdowns, you should probably win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, um, you know, Minnesota's quarterback threw four touchdowns and the running back ran in two. Yeah. Way she goes. Welcome to Detroit football. So do you want to move into the depression hour? No. <laughs> Shut up. 
You don't know nothing about, about anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, um, you're you're all good with the lines then? Yeah, I'm sad. I mean, that's all I can really say about it. Yeah, kind of at this point with how that game turned out, it's just kind of like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, uh, it is time then we will go ahead and move into college football. Everybody hurts. You gotta lock yourself in your uh, 1980s Trans Am and blare that at work. Like Dwight. <laughs> yes, we, we just watched that episode the other night. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, if you, uh, anybody doesn't realize, we watch plenty of uh, The Office, so we might drop hints here or there. But uh, yeah, pl- plenty of things to talk about the Michigan Penn State game. Um, but we do have a couple voicemails. Um, I, we have three, I'm not entirely sure if one of them might be for the upcoming game. Uh, I know two of them are from, uh, Saturday, so we'll go ahead and play those and, uh, discuss afterwards. So here we go. Yeah, this is, uh, Stephen Brown. Uh, game, game just ended about two minutes ago. Um, <clears throat> the play call was actually actually uh, legit tonight. Uh, I put up a tweet saying they 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 played their best game of the season. I actually think even in a loss, they played their best game this season. Rutgers was that was that was kind of easy. I mean that. that <laughs> I actually think they played their best game. Uh, I mean, they, they, you know, I have to remember it's a sport sometimes. But at the same time, you have a job to do. So that's my two seconds. That goes out the window. Um, Lavert Hill, um, I mean, you a senior, bro. You can't, you know, you can't you can't let that happen. I mean, he, he's playing like his brother did his senior year. Delano wasn't that good. Now we see Lavert. He, I mean, can't cover a candy ball with a paper sack, man. Like, it's. To be that slow after four years, man, I, you know, it just makes me want Dak Hill out there even more. Um, I know the players are going to say, well, leave Ronnie Bill alone. You got to catch that. I don't care about – I just don't care about you crying, man. I, I, I know he's a human being. I, I've cried before. I've messed up before. So, I, you know, but at the same time, you got to catch that. But there are no excuses. I don't want to hear – I know I know the Michigan players are going to take up for that teammate, but you got to catch that. He that lost him the game. You know, people say one play doesn't win or lose a game. That's a lie. That play lost uh, that. Well, I ain't gonna say it lost him the game. It, it. Who knows what would have happened? But man, your tears. I. I, I want. I want to be more sympathetic. I just can't. Well, I'm sorry. I can't. I choose not to be. You came. You gotta miss me with them tears. Penn State is literally. Two players. That's all they do. They had Barkley and McSorley two years ago. They're, 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 like next year, you know, Michigan's going to whoop them. We all know that. Let's be real. But man, you can't let that happen. Like Ronnie Bell has to catch that ball, man. Look, I mean, it shouldn't have. It should, they shouldn't have gone down twenty-one nothing anyway. Like the safety Metellus, 
he's trash too. He and Hawkins, man, for them to be seniors, man. Like, it, you know, that's a lot, man. Like, the upperclassmen really, like, Shea played well. He's, the, uh, the upperclassmen on defense let the team down way too much for, for whatever reason. I don't know why they just do. This wasn't no Coach Harbaugh. This wasn't no Josh Gaddis. This was on Ronnie Bell. This loss was on Ronnie Bell and, and LaVert Hill. Now, people can say what they want. It just was. I mean, he was a two-star for a reason. Get the ball to those four and five stars, man. They don't catch everything, but I doubt Donovan or Nico or Tariq would have dropped that pass, man. I mean, go blue. Normally, we play all the voicemails and then talk about it afterwards. Uh, or, well, sometimes, I guess, we do talk in between. Uh, but I do want to jump in here on this one and say uh, I'm not going to try to change what he's saying, but um, it's kind of interesting because Steven says, thanks for the call, by the way, Steven, um, that he's got to catch the ball and that it all is on Ronnie Bell. But then he goes ahead and also says, you shouldn't be down 21-0 anyways. Right. So he kind of goes to what... um my thought process was, and I'll dive into it further where it's just like, yes, in a situation like that, you need to catch that. Um, Mm -hmm. saying, saying that too, like saying it here on the podcast is one thing. Um, and that's another thing too, that I have the preference of, I, I don't think even Craig and I did it very often. I think it was very rarely that we would record, um, immediately after a game, just because there's still that whole processing, um, period. Yeah. Um, but as long, I mean, I don't really have a problem with that being said. Um, and, uh, as long as it's not like directly to him, like here in a conversation in conversations that I've had with people, I mean, a ton of people have been saying it and nobody's been like trashing him, um, just making statements about it. But, um, but yeah, he kind of alluded to what my thought process is, where it's just like shouldn't have been in that situation anyways. But um, Brandon, anything real quick before we go on the next one? We'll, we'll have no, more I kind of yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with that too. Uh, you know, see him crying on the sideline. You know, I don't think there's anything against him. I mean, to me, that just shows that he cares, yeah, and that he realizes that he let everybody down. Um, I don't know, but yet the same thing was like what Steven said, like that's his job to catch the ball. He didn't catch it. That's on him. Yeah. Um, and, and it totally is. But then also he's mentioned that, you know, you throw it to DPJ or Nico or somebody like that and they won't drop in. It's just like, dude, that the whole reason they were okay. Not the whole reason, but big reason they were down 21 to zero was in the first quarter. Even maybe the whole first half receivers were dropping passes left and right. I mean, Nico yeah. did, which I thought that was insane. Yeah, and and honestly, like that pass wasn't even originally what it was set, set up to be. Um, Bell happened to be open because he made an adjustment while Shea had to scramble out of the pocket because of the offensive line being so terrible. Mm-hmm. That Shea kept that play alive. He passed it to Bell because Bell was the only one open at the time. He was right in front of him. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's when the drop happened. Uh, you know, I mean, like I said, it's on him. I can't blame the game solely on him because, like you said, you can't be behind 21 to nothing and expect to win. But, um, yeah, I mean, you get all these people that 
on Twitter posted about, oh, Bell should be, you know, kicked off the team and everything. I'm like, come on. Like, have you never screwed up in your entire life? Yeah. I mean, what do you, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, he's human. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you should have caught the ball. That's his job. But, you know, people screw up, so, you know, you can be irritated with them. But, I mean, come on, have some like, common sense and some courtesy. Don't yeah. be sending, like, the guy uh, emails and, um, you yeah. know, messages and stuff on Twitter, like, uh, threatening him and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, just get over it. It's a damn game. Yeah. And but, that was the, uh, then... the last. What? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say the last thing I'll touch on. Um, I really like that line of, you know, Hill couldn't cover candy bar with a paper sack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that had me going. That was a good one. <laughs> I've never heard that analogy before. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, the uh, the other thing too, and I'll uh, we may talk about it. I mention it more later too. Is just like the thing is too, like Ronnie Bell balled out for the rest of the game, so it's not like he didn't do anything right. Um, one quick thing I'll say about that before going to the second voicemail is just I still remember um, high school uh, basketball team. We were playing um, a team from a different. Uh, district they were they were a league above us we play them like every year because they're not very far from us and you know of course usually we don't do too well usually i mean they beat us rather easily but we played them took it to overtime and uh one of our junior players like he balled out but then when it came down i think we were down by one perhaps it was two but in overtime, when Tom was closing out, he had like a, he had a defender between him and the basket, but he had like a little three foot jump shot and mm-hmm. he had the step on the defender. So he had a, enough room to make take the shot, but he missed it. That was his only miss for the entire game. He had been shooting 100 wow. percent and he missed that shot. And unfortunately, it's going to be like everybody's going to remember that. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not going to remember the fact that because of him, we went into overtime and even had that opportunity. Um, they're going to remember the fact that I missed that shot. So it was just, right. it's kind of one of those things. So, but yeah, we'll talk more about it. Um, let's get the second voicemail rolling. Hey fellas, this is Ray from Tampa. The analyst of college football. Um, tough loss, tough loss. Um, I, uh, even though Ronnie Bell dropped the ball in the end zone, I, I don't blame that one on him. Um, well, I mean, he did drop the ball, uh, but I don't blame the loss on him. Uh, I actually blame the loss on a defensive play where Metellus allows Hamler just to literally run by him. Um, defense wasn't lined up properly. should have called the timeout because they were trying to get into where they needed to be. Um, other than that, uh, it was a good game, you know, uh, Penn State jumped out to a 21-point lead. Normally, we would see Michigan fold. They didn't fold. They kept fighting back. And here we are. You know, uh, one thing I will say is that it does look probable that uh, we can win next week. And uh, I believe that we can win. But, uh, you know, I'm proud of the boys. I'm proud they kept fighting. The offense looked very good. For the most part, we had 417 yards. Um, we allowed under 300 yards, which is like 150 yards less than what 
uh, Penn State is actually normally getting. So uh, we're there. The defense played well uh, most of the game. They kept us in the game. The offense started coming on. So all I can say is go blue. All right, Ray, thank you for the voicemail. I appreciate it. Yeah, a little bit of uh, interesting um, uh, take there because it's uh, a little bit different than Stevens where he was saying that he doesn't blame Ronnie uh, Bell for that situation. And that that's the thing, too, that both of them recognize. I know that Steven uh, may have not come out and said it directly, but I mean, or no, he did say it. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean if he catches it, we win the game, but it gives would give the team the opportunity. Right. Um, Cause that was just fighting to try to tie the game. But I mean, let's also face it. I mean, they were in what at the five yard line and they had four plays to get the ball in the end zone. And that was the fourth down play. So, mm-hmm. I mean, really, I, I know Penn, Penn state's a decent team, not downplaying uh, Penn State, I mean, they, uh, I do agree with Steven that they aren't, you know, a juggernaut. They aren't, uh, you know, impossible to beat. But, I mean, they've they've got a decent team. They, I mean, it's a tough environment, especially not to get, like, false starts and things like that in a situation like that at that part of the field. But, yeah, yeah they, ha- they had four plays, I believe, in the five-yard line. You know, I mean... Mm-hmm. It's not all all there on that single one play, but again, that would have been overtime. That would have been the game. So, uh, it does right. uh, look like um, this second v- uh, voicemail from Steven was for uh, the Penn State game, I think. So let's uh, let's give this one play too. All right. Yo, this is Steven Brown. Now I'm not sure if this voicemail is going to make the show, but hopefully it'll make one of the shows. I've had a few days to kind of assess the loss of Penn State. First of all, I'm not changing anything I said. But this, this message, and, and I thank you all for, fellas, I, I really appreciate you all giving Michigan fans a platform other than Twitter and Instagram and Facebook because that's what's needed. So I thank you all for doing that. Now, I'm going to take full advantage of it because it's out there. It's free. Like, you all don't have to do this podcast. You do it, you give people the um, opportunity to call in, make their voices known, let their words be heard, and people don't take advantage of it. I'm going to. <clears throat> this is to the Michigan fans because I, I'm telling y'all this. All these, these so-called super fans, and, and I, this is, this is, it's off topic, but it's not off topic. Don't think that some, I, I don't want to call them names because they're not, waste, they're not worth my time. But just because certain fans put up tweets talking about how they support the team and love the players and all that, the many thing. I, I'm telling you, I can show y'all some DMs where, where, where guys will actually say, well, the only reason I don't agree with you in public is because some of the players follow me or some of the coaches follow me. But I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying. The Michigan fan base nowadays has become so willing to, to accept 10 and 3, 8 and 5. Even 11 and 2, if we get to that point. We, I live in Alabama, man. Let Coach Saban lose two games. Let, two, and, and two, two is great for North Carolina State, for Oregon State, Vanderbilt. 10 and 3 is awesome. That coach will get an extension. Coach Harbaugh is paid $9 million a year, man. All I see on Twitter every day is people making excuses. They want to sit around and say, well, 
you know, it, it, it used to be don't blame the, the coaches. Now it's don't blame the players. It's either or. I see certain guys talking about, well, you know, you know, Justin Tellers and Brad Hawkins can only do so much. They shouldn't have been put in that position. They're supposed to be good. You're supposed to know how to run. You can't blame Coach Brown for that. You understand what I'm saying? Ronnie Bell, well, you know, he just, you know, he tried his best. I get so sick of people saying players are trying their best. People trying their best. Like, Clemson tries their best. They went 15-0. Alabama goes 14-1 when they try their best for the most part. Michigan, though, 10-3. Why is the mentality Michigan can't go past 10-3? And, and why are people still blaming Rich Rod and Brady Hope for what's happening now? I will never understand it. Michigan fans have to do better, man. Like, uh, oh, man. Steven, thank you for that call. Appreciate it. You did make it. You got it. Got it in time. So, yes. yep. Um, no, I think that's good. I think that's a small portion of what's going to be kind of said, too, um, uh, about the game and all that. Uh, we kind of covered um, – so we'll talk about uh, Harbaugh and thoughts like that before we we end the episode. But, um, yeah, as far as the game goes um, – Brandon and I have chatted about it a little bit, and I think you were the first one to say out of both of us, you can't expect to win when you're down 21 to zero. Yep. Like, it's just like the odds for that are so small. And surprisingly enough, Michigan came back and, you know, made a game. And I agree with what Steven said in his verse voicemail that I believe that this was probably Michigan's best performance of the year, and it was in a loss. Yeah. They, um, the D, um, so there were the, these were now, of course, there were a lot of smaller things that you can kind of pick apart and everything, but, um, these were the main issues, um, down 20, they got down 21 to zero. They had the bad, ugly turnover. I mean, they limited turnovers to one, but they had the one bad, uh, turnover and then they let left their safeties on an island against Hamler. Those were like mm-hmm. the three biggest uh, outrageous mistakes. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, I mean, yeah, there were instances where Shea did not see some open receivers. He maybe made some questionable calls, but I, I don't think I've ever seen a college football team play quote unquote, perfect game. So there are going to be some things that uh, are some mistakes, but you know, they they actually bounced back. My biggest question was, how are they going to respond to adversity when they got down 21-0? to zero? And they actually responded well. They didn't crumble like uh, Ray said. They didn't fold. Mm-hmm. They fought back. They were impressive. Like, they, they showed that they had mental uh, – they were mentally strong this game, which they haven't shown all year. So, I mean, they showed promise. And so there is hope from this game that – for the rest of the season where it's just like, okay, are you going to be able to build upon this? Are you going to be able to keep this momentum moving forward? Or is this kind of a fluke game that you were able to pull this off? So I see like, that was the thing when the game got done, I predicted, I think it was like 31 to 10. I thought Michigan was going to kind of get embarrassed. And I mean, frankly, 21 to zero, they were getting embarrassed for a little while. Yeah. Um, 
But at the end of the game, I mean, yeah, it was like a heartbreaker that they didn't have a chance or that they didn't tie it before the end of regulation. But at the same time, I was just like, they actually, you know, played well. They looked good for the most part. They fought and they Mm -hmm. had heart. And so I was just like, while this sucks right now, at the same time, I'm like, I can't be all that sad and depressed about it because that was better than I anticipated. Yeah. So, uh, Brandon, your thoughts? Um, there's a, there's some stuff that, uh, Steven said where, you know, he mentioned how it seems like the majority of the fan base seems to be happy with three lost seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get what he's saying because, you know, you'll see people, you know, saying, I was like, we need to win a big 10 title. Like that needs to happen. Um, you know, Harbaugh needs to be a good team that's ranked higher than he is. Um, and he, he, he just can't seem to do that. And then you got the other, the people on the other side saying is, you know what? It's like, you guys are complaining about a, you know, two loss, three loss season. I'm like, yeah, we're complaining about it because we expect to be better than that. You know, with the recruits that we get, um, you know, just the the history of Michigan, like, and like he said, with, you know, teams like Alabama and, um, you know, like Ohio State even, and, uh, you know, Clemson and, you know, like the big powerhouse schools, uh Losing three games in a season is bad. You mm-hmm. know, if Alabama loses three games in a season, uh, I can guarantee that Saban's not going to be very happy. Yeah, and the fan base would be freaking out. And yeah, yeah, for sure. And I feel like you know, with the years after Lloyd Carr and the terrible seasons that we had, like our like the fan base has just come like complacent. Like we're just okay with mediocrity. Like, Hey, we're, you know, we're better than we were before. You know, we're not, we're not bad. I was like, we made a bowl game. So that's good. Like I'm to the point now where it's like, I don't like last year when we, we made it to that bowl game against Florida, I didn't even want to watch it. I'm like, what does this matter? Yeah. You know, we we lost to Ohio State. It's like we got completely annihilated by Ohio State. I was done. I'm like, I will, you know, watch a little bit of this bowl game. And that started as a blowout. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Like, I don't need to watch this whole thing. I'm like, because I'm not, because like, why watch this bowl game that doesn't mean anything? You know, Michigan should be in the situation, you know, where they're competing against Ohio State every single year to go to the Big Ten Championship. And not getting these, like, you know, third place finishes or, oh, they're co-Big Ten East champions. What the heck does that mean? That means nothing. <laughs> yeah. Did you go to the Big Ten championship game? No, you didn't. So mm-hmm. yeah, it means nothing. Yeah. No, I, so for me, and I, and I totally get that. Here, here's the thing. Okay. So five years, what has been the same thing for five years? Harbaugh and mm-hmm. some of the coaching staff. Um, where does the responsibility at the end of the day lie for the team's performance? The head coach, Harbaugh, Mm -hmm. who's been there for five years. Now, that's the thing where it's just like, I 
was fully on board where it's just like, okay, things are going to probably take some time. I don't think anybody anticipated the 10 and three, uh, the first year. And so then of course, everybody's just like, oh, you know, it can only get better from here. So back to back 10 and three seasons at the beginning was just kind of like, okay, you know, cool, sweet, get it. You know, things are better. Have been Ohio state, whatever it is, what it is. 2017 was just like, uh, travesty uh but that was kind of the question where it's just like okay is is that a fluke season or were the 10 and 3 seasons a fluke well they came back and did another 10 and 3 season and it's just kind of like okay so so what you you went back to the bar congratulations like you haven't raised the bar um and that it's looking like it's going to just be worse this year i mean 10 and 3 honestly at this point would probably be pretty amazing if they reach that right and not saying that since it's amazing that then that makes him, you know, saying that he does an amazing job. Um, I, I'm just saying that what odds look like for it, that would just be kind of amazing if they pull it off. Not saying that that should be necessarily acceptable that. Um, anyways, yeah. so no, I, but that's the thing where it's just like, OK, I get. And we've said this before. Uh, Urban Meyer essentially was the Nick Saban of the big, big 10. I mean, he just the best coach, the conference has seen uh, the best coach uh, Ohio state has probably ever had with the records that he's had winning a national championship and all that. I mean, it, it is what it is, but not to say that Michigan should not have been him at all for the four years that Jim Harbaugh played against them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that didn't exactly make things any easier. But also the fact that, you know, it was third place, third place, not even in the race. Uh, or wait, then there was a, uh, but also there was the uh, tied for, like you said, Big Ten East or whatever. It's just like, no, I mean, like five years and you're saying and you can't even get to the big 10 title game and i know that uh, yeah of course you're going against ohio state but it's just like there was only one time when you were even close yeah all the other years you were there was still you know ohio state and somebody else at least between you and the chance of going to the big 10 title game so it's not Mm -hmm. like you uh michigan was right there and right there and right there so no it's I um I'm on board with what you're saying, what Steven's saying. That it's at this point, it's not. I mean, you're looking to get better, and for the program of what Michigan is and the caliber of players that they're getting and everything, it's not acceptable. It isn't. I mean, they've been underperforming, and we talked about how much of a travesty it's going to be if this wide receiver core gets out and they don't really aren't able to really produce anything because they should have been putting up numbers like Braylon Edwards and things like that. And the numbers for uh, the individual numbers for these teams have been uh, atrocious outside of 2015. I think, I mean, the numbers have just not been good. I don't know what it is. It's kind of like, okay, we're going to focus on just doing things, trying to make the team look good and not individuals look good. I, I mm. honestly, that's what it looks like almost. Because they're not utilizing their star players like they should be. But um but yeah, no, I I am not it, there's more on the coaches than on the players. Yes, I agree with Steven too. I mean, at a certain point it's the players' responsibility to get better physically and things like that with the assistance of the coaches. But at the same time, I mean, you're talking about like game planning, schemes, play calling, things like that. 
like some things that should give you an evident edge against some of these teams that they're just not doing. And, you know, after five years, if you're not able to do that with the different players that they've had um, and just 10 wins is the best that you can do. I just, I, I don't get it. I mean, fine, go ahead and say, you know, you're going up against the best and urban Meyer and you're losing some of those games. So it's just like, okay, then why, why are you losing every year to uh, at least like an, an Iowa or uh, Penn Penn State or Wisconsin and things like that um, multi- mm-hmm. multiple times through the years. It's just like, you know, that that shouldn't be happening. So I'll say this, and I'll probably kind of leave it at that, and then Brandon lets you share a couple things. But if um, I, I'm not here necessarily right now, of course there are still games to be played and things like that, um, but – Say it's the end of the season and, you know, Michigan ends with nine or less wins, whatever. Um, I I think change, there needs to be a change because it's just like, dude, if you're showing that you can't get better over five years and stupid stuff like this is happening, it's just like, what? Like, how, how much? How how much time do you are you saying that you need them? That's, that's ridiculous. The thing that I will say though, is I don't think that they can make a change until they know what the change is going to be. Like they can't just be like, okay, Harbaugh, you're out. And then be like, okay, who are we going to get now? They they Mm -hmm. can't, they can't do that. They need to be like, okay, this is what, who we're going to get. And then we're going to get, move Harbaugh out. It cannot be a reaction to kicking Harbaugh Harbaugh out and being like, okay, now who are we going to get? They need to know who they're going to get and they need to know ahead of time because otherwise they're going to, they're going to reset things. Like it's going to go back to, you know, eight and nine wins if it's fortunate for a little while and maybe get better from there. But if they want a smoother transition and getting somebody right, you can't just, because that's not, I mean, you just can't just, uh, you know, kick them out and say and pray that, you know, you're going to find somebody good uh, year in and year out. Sometimes there are good choices and sometimes there aren't. So they there has to be a good transition with that. That's what I'll say. Um, uh, not necessarily saying that's going to be this year, but it's just kind of like, you know, how long is it going to take? And very well, you know, I mean, who knows if they keep them around and they don't see an opportunity to transition this year to somebody else. I mean, who knows? Maybe next year Michigan does go to the big, uh, big 10 title game, but I, I mean, nobody knows for sure, but they haven't really shown anything to make you think otherwise. So, right. Uh, but yeah, Brandon, your thoughts. Um, no, I mean, I kind of disagree. I, I agree with what you say. Um, yeah, you know, it's been five years, and if we can't, you know, if we can't take that step in that amount of time, you know, maybe a change does need to happen. Um, you know, and, man, I've been thinking about it ever since that Wisconsin game. I'm like, this isn't what we thought it was going to be. You know, and after five years of hardball, you know, you'd think you'd be seeing some improvements. Mm-hmm. But it's like the same same thing. Every single time we play a team, uh, that's ranked higher than us, and um, you know is uh, is a good team. 
And it's like we go out there and it's like we're completely unprepared. Yeah. So, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, you know, if, if something doesn't happen, like, you know, we got to think about looking for something else. And, uh, you know, like you said, they're not going to just fire him and then be like, okay, now who are we getting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't just, you got to have something to fall back on. You can't just, you know, make a move and hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, who knows? I mean, there's, there's still plenty of games to play. Um, I mean, like I said, if, if something happened and, you know, they win out except for Ohio state and then they win a bowl game, um, they might give them a little bit more time. I mean, what if, you know, win a couple more games and beat Ohio state in some crazy circumstances? I mean, I, I don't know. Like they're, there are there are some things that are just kind of up there. Not saying that that makes it acceptable, but then it's just going to be one of those things where it's just like they'll be running through the ideas of okay, giving him more time and blah 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 and whatnot. But yeah, so uh, it'll be an ongoing discussion, I'm sure. But are you uh, are you all set then? Yeah, I think I'm good. All right. Okay. Well, uh, thanks again, uh, Stephen and Ray, for the voicemails. Appreciate it. Good to get um, outside uh, input. And yeah, Ray, Ray's completely right. Uh, um, sorry, Stephen was the one who said it. Um, Stephen's completely right. I mean, uh, our episode is not going to be completely voicemails, but I don't know of any other podcast that really does it. Um, yeah. Yeah, we want to, I mean, like, we like giving you guys opportunities to talk and share your thoughts. I mean, as long as, I mean, yeah, you can say what you're happy and upset about, um, as long as you're not like some of those crazy people on Twitter who are going directly after coaches or players or whatnot, anything like that. I mean, right. just want to share your thoughts. We're here. We're listening. Um, <laughs> okay, Dr. Fraser. Crane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we appreciate it. Uh, we thank you guys for tuning in. Um, yeah, I, it, we'll we'll see. We've got our preview uh, episode coming out later as well, which I'm sure we'll be sharing some other thoughts too. So hope you guys have a good week. Sorry it was a w- uh, rough weekend for football uh, for both fan bases and if you're a fan base of both teams, uh, we, we hope you're okay. <laughs> but uh, until next time... Uh, I'm Caleb, he's Brandon, and we'll finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.